Hey guys, this is Stacy. I am introducing my new podcast to everyone. So I wanted to make this podcast, which is called Autism AF, solely because I'm a mom, a working mom of three children, one of which has autism. Um, I'm a registered nurse and my husband also works full-time as a crane operator and we have literally been navigating the journey of parenthood. Um, I guess it's okay. I mean, I wouldn't say we've done well or anything, but, um, yeah. So I just wanted to make this podcast basically to talk about our our journey, how it started, how it's going, um, things we've learned along the way, which there's, there's probably more than I could even think of right now, but how we manage as working parents, um, tips and tricks. So like, um, recently we went to Disney and we did a lot of different things that are, not the norm for Disney, such as like we took a wonderful wagon and things like that. And I want to just kind of talk to parents and explain what we've gone through and if it's something that would be helpful to them, try to help them through it as well. Um, Talk a little bit about the experience with the daycare that we had with Brody and what ultimately led us to opening our own daycare center, childcare center here in Dover to, um, give children on the spectrum the same opportunity to go to childcare and learn like any other child, any other kid out there. Um, so yeah, I just thought we would put that out there and see if, you know, put our feelers out, see if anyone is interested in a podcast like this. Also, since, um, my son Brody has had lots of therapy through the years. I wanted to also kind of touch on that and see if people have questions or input, if we could have um, guest speakers. I mean, if anyone would be interested in hearing from, um, say, a BCBA, a speech pathologist, um, physical therapist, occupational therapist, really anything, a special ed teacher. I just kind of want to bring it all to the table and offer talking points for other parents and help everyone gain info and insight, just kind of be an open book. And honestly, it doesn't all have to be positive. We can talk about the struggles. We can talk about the times where we just sit in the bathroom and cry because life is pretty freaking hard. Um, So yeah, and then just build a little support team and talk to each other, maybe talk about some laws. If you know me, you know that there's a lot of stuff in the state of Delaware that I don't think makes sense, specifically regarding the autism community and the lack of resources and how I'm trying very hard to meet with um, legislators and different uh, people in the Department of Education, just trying my very hardest to change things because... Delaware is kind of ass backwards like I I don't know any other way to say it so yeah that's that's where I am with that and I just again put my feelers out there to see if any parents would even be interested in listening to me talk and (laughs) bringing other people on and really getting insight and input from others that way we can do the best for our kiddos thanks guys thanks for listening
Hey guys, it's me, Stacy. I wanted to say thank you because I feel like everyone has been so supportive. I um, have been thinking about podcasts like for a very long time and I had some hype man friends who were like, do it. That's awesome. So I did it and you guys have seriously been amazing. Um, so I know I did my quick little trailer the other day and all my friends were like, you need to do a quick episode where you basically explain the shit you've been through and I'm like yeah yeah I guess but is that what everyone really wants to hear so I will just tell you from the start about my journey my son the diagnosis what has happened to us and how we got here and then what I think I'm gonna do is a poll from you guys to see what you want the uh, future episodes to hold um so you know just jump right into it so my son was born in 2016 and um, I had a normal pregnancy. I worked full-time as a nurse in the NICU. I absolutely, absolutely loved my job as a NICU nurse. Like I can't even begin to tell you, total dream job, loved it, Um, was made for it. And I didn't have any complications while pregnant actually. I ended up having a section because my son was breached, trust me. Zero out of 10, do not recommend a C-section. Although I did it two more times after that, so apparently it wasn't that bad. But yeah, um, C-section and my son was born. He was incredibly small. We were all super surprised. He was only five pounds, 14 ounces, but full term, super duper cute. Like I can't even, one day I'll dig up some really good photos of bro at birth just so you guys can see how cute he was. Um, Still is super cute, but you know, teeny tiny baby. Um, anyway, long story short, we'll fast forward. Brody was fine. Um, I went back to work when Brody was 12 weeks old. I worked night shift in the NICU and he was okay. Didn't really have any issues until he was about 10 or 11 months old. And I started to realize my son wasn't able to chew. So we would feed him things and he would just pocket them. And what we mean by pocketing is he would chew it up a little bit and then he would put it into his cheeks like he would look like a chipmunk. And I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Eat your food, swallow your food. And it was concerning, obviously, because like, why are you doing that? Um, I'll never forget one night he had chicken nuggets. My husband was at work, working um, night shift too. So we were off, like we were on different shifts right then. And I'll never forget, he had chicken nuggets, We played for about an hour. We went up for bath time and he was in the bath. And I was like, dude, what is in your mouth? Then I realized he had chicken nuggets stuffed in the pockets of his cheeks. And I was like, it has been an hour since you ate. And that is so scary because you're going to bed after this. Like what would have happened? Would you have spit this out or would you have just choked on it? Like freaking out, pure panic. So obviously I scoop it out of his little cheeks And I called the doctor the next day. So we went and saw the uh, pediatrician and he made a referral to Child Development Watch. And I strongly, strongly, strongly encourage everyone to call Child Development Watch if you feel as though your child is not hitting milestones or you see something that's slightly off. That is what Child Watch is there for. Do not let a pediatrician tell you, oh, they're fine, especially if your gut as a parent tells you this is not fine. Don't wait. Early intervention is literally everything. So anyways, um, my doctor didn't push us off. He is amazing. Um, if anyone ever wants to know who we use, I will gladly message that to you. I just don't want to say his name on, you know, a podcast without his permission. 
but um, amazing. Got us to child watch and um, they saw him pretty quickly, I want to say, and they started him with speech therapy with feeding um, and then they did his PT and OT eval. So he didn't need PT or OT at the time, but the speech and the feeding therapy he definitely needed. Um, so I started taking him to that. And at the time, we had to go all the way up to Nemours. We were we lived in Middletown at the time. We had to go up to Nemours. It was like two or three days a week because um, in Delaware, we have very limited resources for outpatient therapies. So all the outpatient therapy um, providers were like backlogged, swamped. It was going to take a month before they could get out to see my son. <sighs> so I was like, okay. We'll just drive up to Nemours two, three times a week. No biggie, right? Okay, well, here comes the problem. I was spending so much time at therapy appointments and taking my son places, um, rightfully so, because, you know, my kid comes first, that I wasn't able to fulfill all my hours in the NICU. And ultimately, I had to resign from that position, which was horrendous. I mean, like I told you a few minutes ago, I absolutely loved my job in the NICU. Like, I can't even explain to you. Being in that NICU, taking care of those tiny babies was like the most amazing thing. I just, I loved it. I could go on about it for days. But anyway, so the, my employer at the time, the manager at the time, um, really didn't care. I don't know if it wasn't that she cared or the business needs. I don't know, whatever, but I had to resign, um, in order to give my son what he needed. So that was a big factor. So remember that, um, when we start to talk about why I opened the daycare. So it, whatever, my husband still worked full time. Thank God my husband has the job that he has. Um, it makes the money that, you know, is enough to support us that I was able to take off some time to take care of our son. So then we got to child watch. Then we, you know, were with them for a little bit. We ended up having an eval with a school district in Delaware when my son was, oh my gosh, he was so young. He was like maybe 20 months old at this point. And, um, I will never forget, they called us back in to review the results because there was like play therapy. There was multiple portions to it. There was like play therapy where they watched him from um, mirror window like they saw from behind. They had someone go in and play with him one-on-one. They did all kinds of evals. Um, even to the point we had to go get hearing tests to make sure he actually could hear and it wasn't like a deafness because my son didn't respond to like anything. Um, and they called us back in. I'll never forget. Um, my husband took off work. I was off and we went there and they sat us down at a table and they started to read and it, it was essentially them telling us that my son, um, had the diagnosis of autism and I remember nothing else from that meeting. I cried the entire time. I like sobbed and I'll never forget. I, I don't remember what else was said during that meeting. It was so earth shattering. We then um, went and left obviously and I'll never forget. We went to Killen's Pond afterwards to take my son since my husband was off anyway. And we went to Killen's Pond and I don't, I, I, I just cried. Like my husband was like, you have to stop. People are staring at you and I couldn't help it. And I just cried and cried because 
and parents I'm sure parents that have children with um, a disability can understand this. In my brain, you could not convince me that my son would have a normal life. I was so heartbroken. All I could think, all the things that went through my head are, what did I do wrong? I would go through days in my pregnancy that I worked in the NICU. Like, did I accidentally do something? Like, did I do something at home? What, like, what happened to cause this autism? Um... And then it got to the point where, because I'm a nurse and, you know, sometimes I guess, what do they say? Knowledge is not always a good thing. Um, or ignorance is bliss, I guess is the saying. And I could only think that my son's going to grow up. He's never going to be able to tell me he loved me. Um, like I would never hear mommy, I love you. And that he was going to be like in a group home and he wouldn't be able to care for himself and he wouldn't be able to talk. Um, that people may mistreat him or would mistreat him because he's a he's part of a vulnerable population. Um, so in my mind, it was pure doom. And it actually put me into like a really dark place and a really bad time. And I wish I had someone that could have pulled me out of that and helped me understand back then what I know now so again another key point as to why I opened the center so keep that in mind for later um but when I tell you it was a very bad time I mean it um depression anxiety weight gain just didn't take care of myself um rocky relationship with my husband because of my own mental state um, my husband's like the most go lucky man in the world. And I'm so fortunate to have him because now he really does balance me out in all my craziness and shenanigans. But, um, but he also supports my craziness and shenanigans. So I should add that. But, um, he, he was always like, it is what it is. There's nothing we can change about the diagnosis. All we can do is give him all the tools and all the love and resources in the world to help him um get to where he needs to be so I was like okay and once I was able to come to terms and really dig into what my son needed I found myself in a much better place granted it took about two years of it's it just two years of straight struggle I can't even describe to you some of the situations um I mean I'm sure I should because it would make sense why I'm here um so fast forward, I ended up getting pregnant with our second son when Brody was two and um, he needed to be in a day, I'm not daycare, he needed to be in school and um, child watch lasts up till three, but they will take children in the school district where we are currently located at um, like two and a half depending on their needs and everything like that. So my son qualified. Long story short, so we ended up selling my absolute dream home in Middletown, a home that we built, a home that I picked everything in. When I tell you everything, I mean from the floors to the hardware in the kitchen to the way that the glass was set up in the bathroom, like everything. I poured my heart and soul into designing that house. I poured all of my finances. I mean, if you know me, you know that I've had two, three jobs my whole life, um, so it was very heartbreaking. It was just like another blow when I had to sell that house because that school district wouldn't accommodate my son. So we moved to another school district that would. 
However, silver lining, because that was the best thing that ever could have happened to us. Best thing. When I tell you amazing, I mean it. So anyways, fast forward. We move districts. My son gets enrolled. In the meantime, I need to find him daycare because the programs in Delaware are like two and a half hours a day, which I'm thankful for that. Better than nothing, right? But how do you work? Help me understand what kind of job as a parent can you work if you have childcare for two and a half hours a day? Your child goes to school. So I found a couple different places. I toured. Um, I chose one place and I actually sat with them. I reviewed his entire IEP. Well, it was before he had an IEP, but reviewed everything about my kid. I was like, he elopes, which means he runs. You have to keep good eyes on him. He's drawn to bodies of water. He absolutely has no understanding of danger. He will run into the middle of the road because he doesn't grasp that concept yet. Um, when it comes to eating, he does not have the muscle strength in his draw jaw. So you have to cut his foods up very small. You have to really monitor him that he's not shoving food in and pocketing. He will choke. He has choked. Like I went over it all. Okay. Well, like his first week there, I picked him up and his teacher said to me, um, is Brody deaf? And I was like, um, what? And she was like, is Brody deaf? Because he doesn't like seem to listen or hear anything. And at this point, and excuse my language, but I was like, what the fuck? Like, seriously, what the fuck? You guys know that he has an autism diagnosis and we've reviewed everything. And you just asked me if my kid, <laughs> if he's deaf. Okay. So I tried to be understanding that not everyone understands how autism works and not everyone grasps that concept. I talked to the director. She ensured me they would all have a discussion. I'm like, okay, let's give a second chance. Let's try to be, you know. Okay, well, then the next week um, I picked him up and another teacher said to me, jokingly, <laughs> so Brody got out of the classroom today. And I'm like, what? Like, what do we mean Brody got out of the classroom? And she's like, Oh yeah, like he left the classroom and the other boys were like, he left and pointed and we went to go find him and we couldn't find him. He had went out the front door and they had like double doors. So they had like a glass door that led out to the lobby and then another door. And I actually never gained clarification if he went out, out because at that point I was just sobbing and like, wait a minute, why are you giggling? Like it's something cute because that's incredibly dangerous and why didn't you call me earlier? Like, why am I finding this out now? So of course, call my husband sobbing, pregnant with my second. Like, why is this funny? Why did this happen? How did this happen? So my husband, you know, being cool, calm and collected um, guy that he is, <laughs> was like, okay, you go home, relax. I'll stop over there. I'll get all this stuff. He's not going back. It's not safe. I'm like, okay. So that was daycare one down for the count. Um, we tried another daycare after that. It was brand new. It was beautiful. Such a pretty center. Had live cameras. Um, at this point, my middle son was born. I actually toured this center the day that I ended up having my middle son. And um, yeah, like everything went well at first. It was so, so nice, so clean. Everyone was so friendly. They had a great reputation because they had other centers and then my son after about two weeks of starting there mind you i'm maternity leave right now um he decided he didn't want to go there anymore we would pull into the parking lot and he would scream and cry and i'm like dude what is up because that's not my kid like my kid is easy going for the most part um 
and he just wasn't loving it. And I'm like, dude, I don't understand. So then I really was watching the cameras and uh, I saw some things I didn't love, like the way they handled him, not that they were hurting him, but just not like being gentle or compassionate because remember they had live cameras that we could watch as parents. So of course we watch the cameras. Um, so it's like, okay, we'll, we'll keep an eye on it. And mind you at this point in time, my son Brody really just eloped. It wasn't anything else crazy. Um, my son has never been self-harming or self, um, uh, or, you know, harmful to others. He's never been that type. He has really, his big things are elopement and tantruming when he doesn't get his way, which I feel like that's any kid, right? Or the tantrum because of um, things like transitioning. He had a hard time with transitioning, but my son never hit, never kicked, never would bite, never did anything disruptive to the other children. In fact, like my son actually is on par with most children his age actually a little bit higher like when it comes to reading and writing so in the sense of that I was it doesn't make a whole lot of sense that they would be annoyed with him other than he has autism and he tantrums doesn't 100% listen you know but neither do most two three-year-olds anyways keep going fast forward a few days later watching the camera because I just had a gut feeling I just had a gut feeling I don't know how else if you're a mom you know what I mean and I watched them um it was nap time they wedged my son between a wall and a bookshelf to keep him still because he didn't want to nap and he wanted to go over and sit and play with the trucks which like now owning a daycare why wouldn't you just bring the, tr the trucks to his cot and let him do quiet time why why that's so <sighs> and like I still have to this day I have that video saved on my phone and I've never watched it since then um but I just just want to throw up every time I think about it because he, first of all he's a he's a toddler second of all he truly doesn't understand you know what I mean like he has autism all you had to do was sit him down and give him those trucks and he'd have been happy as a clam you did not have to wedge him between a wall and a bookshelf so he couldn't get up um so I immediately called my husband called my mom and I drove right there and this was about 20 minutes from my house so I drove right there um to pick him up my mom met me there my husband was running a crane uh, in the middle of the water or something like that I don't know what he was doing and um I went in and I showed the owner the camera footage and her exact words and I will never forget kids like Brody are difficult uh-huh Mm -hmm. and it like literally took me back mind you I have like at this point my four or five week old baby with me and I'm like kids like Brody are difficult what do you mean honey what do you mean like little blonde boys little blonde blue-eyed boys little Caucasian boys little boys in general like I very much wanted her to tell me and her exact words were autistic kids and I was just done at that point like I didn't even want to look at this woman I said where is my kid I'm, I'm taking him and we're leaving so we went back to the room they hand him to me and my kid's still in a soaking wet bathing suit because they did um water play that morning this was like very early june i want to say um so that's even worse like you didn't even want to change him you laid my son wedged my son between a wall and a bookshelf in soaking wet clothes 
because he was that much of an inconvenience. Like, think about that. A two and a half year old was that much of an inconvenience. It's heartbreaking. It makes me want to freaking vomit just thinking about it. So another key point why I went back to um, wanting to open a center. So after that, I was like, okay, what do I do now? And at this point, it's really hard because again, like I told you guys, my son is really, really smart and he loves education. He loves to be challenged. He He's just the cutest. He really is. You guys, like one day, maybe we'll do um, video so you can see him and you can understand. I mean, if you know my kid, you know that he will read and write Chinese. Like there's, he kills me. He's just the best. Um, so we found a very nice preschool in Dover. Very prestigious, very well known. Again, for the sake of legality, I won't say any names, but um, really good daycare. They took Wyatt and Brody. At this time, my middle son Wyatt had just turned one and Brody was three and a half, I want to say. And um, I'm like, okay, cool, great, let's go. This is, they, they are so willing to accommodate him. He had a one-on-one -on -one RBT with him the entire time he was at this center, provided by us. They did not have to do anything. They did not have to pay anything. They did not have to coordinate. Nothing did not, you know, come out of their staffing, their nothing. Like that is his RBT to work with him the entire time he was there. Well, they started to call me not too, too long after being there, maybe six months. And they were like, yeah, he's just really disruptive and really disrupting all the other kids. He doesn't sit down. He doesn't want to do this. He doesn't want to do that. Um, they called me one time to tell me he, he ripped a paper off the wall. Okay. Okay. Well, that's disruptive. And I would talk to his RBT and she's like, I mean, he has his tantrums, but he actually does really well. He's sitting for circle time. And I would get all these pictures from the teacher who would tell me the same thing. So why is the owner calling me? I just, it, none of it made sense. Um, and at this time I was pregnant with my third. And if you know me, you know that my second and third are like really close in age. Um, like too close in age. <laughs> um, so I was pregnant with my third. I was working full time again because my kids were in childcare and I was doing case management. I was learning a lot, um, which actually really did benefit me. Um, so it finally boiled down to, they were kicking him out because they just couldn't handle him. And I'm like, handle him? You don't handle him. He has an RBT and there's nothing to handle because he's fine. But they told me my one-year-old could stay. He was fine. Like how freaking rude is that? Like take that kid, but this one can stay. Okay, got it. And this is all pandemic. So there was no going to school because the schools were shut down. So he couldn't go to school. That wasn't an option. So I paid an insane amount of money for my sons to go to this preschool. That went terrible. Okay. Now to the next daycare. Daycare number four um, actually advertised themselves online as an inclusive center. They were also brand new. They were um, church-based, like out of a church. I can't remember if they were like Catholic or non-denominational. I don't know. I don't care. That's not the point of it. The point is they had a sensory room. They, they said they were inclusive, that they were open to having kids with special needs. They had all this special. Anyway, 
he didn't last very long there either because they also would call me and tell me he was disruptive and he couldn't do this and he was doing that and he also had an rbt with him the whole time he was there so it was just like the same thing over and over again so i brought him home because what else was i gonna do and that's when i was like you know what again excuse my language but fuck this something's gotta give I I don't know what's wrong with the state of Delaware, but there's something wrong with it that we have nowhere for children with special needs. I mean, yeah, we have PPAC, which is pediatric, pediatrically prescribed daycare. But if you know anything about that, you know that that is paid from um, kind of like Medicaid dollars and you have to have a medical reason not autism, not an intellectual disability, a actual medical reason to be there. And there is no curriculum. So like even kids with autism, it wouldn't, it'd be like a disservice because kids with autism are smart and they really need education just like every other child. So um, anyways, that also, you know, the PPAC route wouldn't be a good solution anyway. But yeah, so there's nowhere for kids like my son, which got me really thinking like, thank God, again, I have a husband, I'm able to take off work. I have a career with flexibility, I can quit my job in the hospital and go find a job working from home or whatever. But not everyone has that. Not everyone does. And that's not fair. So it got me really thinking about what do people do? And I did a lot of research and I did a lot of Facebook polls. I know that's stupid. It sounds stupid, but I did Facebook polls and I did like ask a lot of community questions on our um, community autism page. Like, what do you guys do? A lot of people didn't have an answer. They had family members. They had grandparents. Um, But along with all that came like caregiver fatigue. You have your grandparents who are you know, older in age watching this child full time who is, you know, a little hyper. My son, a little hyper, you know, always wanting to be on the go and play. And the parent, the grandparents are just, you know, it, it wears them out and it's sad. Also, it's hard for parents to rely on their own parents, not because they're not reliable, but because it makes you feel bad as a parent that that's what you have to do. And the reality of your kid not being accepted into a typical daycare is also hurtful, very hurtful. Um, So that was another driving factor. So big factors for me was my son being kicked out of daycares that prided themselves on being inclusive. You're not inclusive. Call it what it is. Um, my son being kicked out of daycares for behaviors that really aren't that off from typical two and three year old behaviors, but because he has a diagnosis, he has that label, they kicked him out. Um, and the abuse, like, can you imagine what happens at centers that don't have live cameras where you can't watch your kid? I mean, if that teacher was, I don't even want to call her a teacher, like that person was okay doing that to my son darn well knowing that they got they have live cameras like can you imagine can you imagine I just it's sickening so I just started doing research um started looking for buildings started touring started looking for funding because I am just a nurse I am by no means a wealthy person to just open up a daycare um and things kind of fell into place so we got that ball rolling in October, November of 2021. Um, 
We opened August of 22 and we will have our one year of being completely open August 1st of 2023. I am trying so hard to open another building. I just financially can't do it right now because the outpour and cries from parents asking for help, especially for the older kids, the kids who need before and after and care on their days off. We can't help them because we're full. My center is not a large center. We're completely full. But like something has to be done because what do these parents do? I just, my heart breaks. So yeah, so that's my story in like a quick 30 minutes. There's way more than that. I just kind of tried to like nutshell everything. Um, so I hope you guys enjoyed that. I am going to put a poll up. If you guys want to know more, such as the daycares that my son was at and what happened to him, I'm happy to like personal message or conversate. I just can't put anything out, you know, obviously for legality reasons. Um, but yeah, I want to know your thoughts. I want to know your questions. I want to know what you need, what resources you have for me, because I'm still looking for resources and trying to find things for my own family to help us. Um, but yeah, hope you enjoyed it. I'll put the poll out. Feel free to message me, but like, share, and subscribe. Thanks, guys.